Hello everyone, this is Benchwarmers Club Sports Entertainment Podcast, and today we're looking at 12 things we know. Well, 12 storylines at least we know about in college football. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Okay, so these are the 12 things we know right now in college football. Number one, Kansas is a good team. I know for a lot of college football fans that's very amazing because it's been probably since 2007 that Kansas has even really had that competitive of a roster that could challenge for anything. But this team is good enough that they could push for the Big 12 title. Now, listen to what I said. I'm not saying they're going to win it. I'm not even saying they're going to be top three or four. But I think they're going to push some teams for that title to play a little bit better. Because they are talented. And maybe I'm just overrating them. But that win against Houston was so definitive. And I think Houston could give some teams in the Big 12 today a little bit of a problem. So... I think we learned that Kansas is really good and has a competitive roster. Lance Lightpole, if that's how you say his name, the guy from Wisconsin Whitewater, he's got a, Kansas has to give him whatever money he wants to stay. Because Nebraska's going to be going after him hard, I bet. And a lot of other schools are going to be going after him hard. The second that the season's over and they fire their coaches. Well, I guess in Nebraska's case, they already fired there, so they got to jump on him. So he's got to avoid it. Kansas has to pay him because this guy is a gold mine. When he was at Wisconsin Whitewater, he turns that into a dynasty, just a gold mine of a program. He goes to, uh, oh darn, Buffalo, and Buffalo all of a sudden becomes competitive. And look at Buffalo now, they're nothing again. So. This guy just, he's a gold mine of knowledge and he creates good cultures on teams. He's a very good coach and Kansas needs to pay him. Number two is that App State is a complete mess, but they can find ways to win games. App State played really good offensively, terrible defensively against North Carolina. Most people play bad defense, though, against North Carolina, but over 60 points, I think, is a little much. Texas A&M, against them, App State's offense doesn't really play incredibly, but their defense plays incredible. Then we go to uh, Troy and App State, where App State doesn't excel incredibly at either side of the ball that game but on a Hail Mary finds a way to win Troy might be really good so let's keep that in mind as well but this App State team I actually am right now leaning more they don't win the Sun Belt but I have a feeling they're going to be one of these teams that goes 9-4 and and like their game so far every game you're thinking holy goodness how'd they pull that one out or you're like darn that one just slipped through our fingers I have a feeling that is basically going to be the App State season. And if you're a part of that fan base, buckle in, because I don't think it's going to get much better. 
Number three, and this one even shocks me personally, Nebraska's even worse than we imagined. So a lot of people were hyping up Nebraska in the early season. They were saying that, well, before the season started, I should say, especially their game against Northwestern, that this team had something. And Northwestern basically popped the balloon. And then North Dakota, you know, they tried patching up the balloon. Then they go to Georgia Southern, and Georgia Southern just takes a sledgehammer and smashes that balloon to smithereens so it can't be seen anymore. What what does Kansas, or sorry, not Kansas, I'm getting mixed up. What does Nebraska, what have they shown you that says they can compete? Because, I mean, against Oklahoma... I saw, I'm sure they were trying their best, but there's something missing there. Something's not right, and when Frost got fired, some people said that things are only going to get better. But they seem to only be getting worse. Adrian Martinez isn't a bad quarterback. He's actually, oh goodness, I'm getting, sorry, not Adrian Martinez. Look, I'm going to leave that spot in there. Only because I can acknowledge my mistake here, and I'm not going to edit it out. Casey Thompson. Casey Thompson is kind of the embodiment of the situation right now in a way. He's playing really good, but he's not at that next level required. If that makes sense. Like, Nebraska on paper is a good team. They got a bunch of mercenaries to fill out the holes on their team, and they look solid. Against Northwestern, they actually looked pretty good for two and a half quarters. But kind of like Casey Thompson, they make mistakes, and they're not ready to go to that next level of play. Maybe in the future they will, but right now they're not. So that's the third thing we kind of know right now after this week. Nebraska is even worse than we actually imagined. Especially in that Oklahoma game was the peak of the terribleness. Number four is that Iowa's never going to score. That's sarcasm. Iowa's offense is so trash that I'm surprised they even scored that many points on Nevada. Iowa football is like the Chicago Bears dream fantasy in the 80s and 90s. Just... Well, probably even before that. It's just play really good defense and don't care about offense. Just do whatever you need to do on defense. And offense maybe happens, maybe doesn't. doesn't matter. We won't let you score a point. Now, that's great. Except when the defense makes good plays and you still can't do anything from the one-yard line, that's when things get worse than even the meme of that. what you're trying to do here. Some people laugh. I personally don't because I think it really sucks a lot. Iowa could be so much greater than they are, but they have no offense. Iowa football could easily win the Big Ten West without even a challenge if they could just play a little bit of offense. If I, in some kind of fever dream, was able to give Iowa football okay let's think of a name Keaton Slovis even he's injured now but no let's let's do uh how about we take for fun Adrian Martinez 
from instead of going to Kansas State, he decides to go to Iowa. I mean, if a guy like that gets put in there, what could they be? A guy who's very mobile, a guy who can be accurate, a guy who has big play potential, willing to take risks. What could Iowa be with something like that? With someone like that? What could that program be? We might not ever know because I don't think Kirk Ferentz even looks at the quarterbacks when he recruits them. He just sees QB and he's like, someone else talk to him because I have no interest. He just wants to play defense. He wants to probably blame his son soon when it doesn't work out. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Number five, George is absurdly good on defense still. Georgia is, it, it's kind of like in soccer when a team from the first division gets relegated to the second division and then all of a sudden they are a, still a first division team going against a second division team. Now, maybe that's not the best example because Georgia didn't get relegated from any first division, but the comparison's still there. This is a team that is so far and above so many others. It's it's really quite fascinating, especially on defense. George is like what Iowa could be. Iowa could be like a mini Georgia if it actually could play some offense. Because this Georgia defense is so impressive. But the difference is, Iowa maybe has two NFL players on their team. Georgia probably on defense right now is six or seven. Who will be playing in the NFL. And offensively, Stetson Bennett, although at times I have been critical of him, is playing amazing. He's playing really good. And, you know, just a little cherry on top of all this anyway. Uh, there's Offensively, again, I just mentioned Stetson Bennett. Offensively, they are getting points. They're getting over 40 points a game even. Now, South Carolina and Oregon shouldn't be ashamed of themselves. I don't really think they had much of a chance. But this Georgia team is, it's a team that you play and you lose to, and then you say, they're so above anything else we're going to see this year. Whatever. That's got to be how you look at it. Because this Georgia team is, uh, I don't even know. They're like Goldberg. They just come in. They just, I don't know, do the jackhammer move on you. You're done. They win. That's it. Nothing else to it. There's no promos. There's no, well, extended theatrics. Yeah, I'm going to call them Goldberg. George is Goldberg. Maybe I should change this entire point. Number six. Anthony Richardson can be a star, but he isn't being too effective week to week. So week one, Anthony Richards is the best quarterback in college football. He's Cam Newton. Week two and three, he's come down to earth all of a sudden, where now he's uh, he's really good, but he's not Cam Newton anymore. And watch, he's going to have a good week in a couple weeks, and people are going to start saying he should, he's a top quarterback, but I think as his first year as a true starter, he's going to have to adjust, so let's not say he's Cam Newton yet and start that campaign. He is very good. He's He's a big athlete. Nobody wants to tackle him, but let's just pump the brakes with overhyping him. He's very talented. Let's just not pressure him to be Cam Newton. 
Number seven, Bryce Young may need to bail out Alabama a lot of games this season. And I only say this because that Texas game, I think Alabama doesn't obviously have the receiver quality they've had in the past. I don't think their O-line's as good as it's been in the past. Their defense looks a little bit weaker at the moment. So I'm of the opinion today, maybe this will change tomorrow, that this Alabama team is not going to be killing teams like Georgia. They are going to need Bryce Young to bail him out at times. Be Kind of like he did last year against Auburn. But the reason I say this is I actually, maybe I'm in the minority here, I don't actually have a good read that Texas is going to be a 10-win team, even a 9-win team. I hope I'm wrong, because if Texas is good, that'd be a fantastic. But that Texas win... I think is kind of Alabama if this was a movie foreshadowing to us that we're going to need Bryce Young and the problem with Bryce Young is that he's a bit of a smaller guy and if he takes a couple big shots and that O-line doesn't protect them they're down now to the second string quarterback and they really need Bryce Young so that's my point Bryce Young may need to bail out Alabama a bunch this year number eight Arkansas's read option is an absolute nightmare for other teams. Arkansas has KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders, and uh, on their wide receivers, Hazelwood. They have another guy who's pretty good, but I can't remember his name. Mostly because those were the guys who carved South Carolina up. But that read option is so hard to stop, and... Arkansas smart. They will just QB sneak on a fourth and one. They don't care. And they will get it because KJ Jefferson's so big. If you want to talk about Cam Newton, KJ Jefferson's more like Cam Newton than Anthony Richardson. And Rocket Sanders is an absolute beast. And those two guys, I don't know if they'll both be playing on Sunday, but they're going to get a look to be playing on Sunday. And that read option's devastating. So, what is... What do you make of the Missouri State game? I think that game was planned by Bobby Petrino for a long time. And they punched Arkansas in the face. And that game might get Bobby Petrino a new coaching job in the FBS. I was really impressed with Missouri State. And I just think Arkansas, they're still a top 10 team in the country. No matter what people tell you after that game. Next. Uh... Spencer Rattler isn't an NFL quarterback, but besides that, the O-line still sucks. So, a lot of bias here. South Carolina isn't doing a lot for him. He's had a clean pocket at times, though, so I don't want to hear the whole excuse the O-line's terrible, but I think over the next two weeks, we're really going to find out if this team's good or bad. Because they face Charlotte, and they face another kind of subpar team. If we don't come away with two wins here, I the writing's on the wall that this Rattler experiment may be a bit of a failure if the losses are on him. Now at the moment, Spencer Rattler isn't really losing you games per se, but he's not exactly doing enough to win them. The issue is, though, I don't even know if how fair it is to judge him on everything because the guy gets hit every three, four, every two, three seconds in the pocket. His O-line's god-awful, and there's not much he can do. 
I actually didn't think they played terrible against Arkansas. He just missed a lot of throws early, but I don't know. I don't know how to be critis I don't know how to be critical of him because his O line's bad. Sorry, I don't know why I got a runny nose here. Uh NC State can win the ACC. Now, NC State is a lot like Iowa. They do sometimes have some offensive problems and need their defense to just play. But the difference between Iowa and them is that they actually can get first downs and they actually can run the ball and they actually have an NFL quarterback. So I get these two guys mixed up. It's uh, it's not Dennis Leary. It's uh, Devin Leary, not Dennis Leary. Okay, Devin Leary will be an NFL quarterback in my opinion. I think he's really good. I think some of the offensive play calling is completely trash, but this NC State team, I actually do think is going to win the ACC. I think they're better than Clemson. I think they're going to score on Clemson. Not a lot, but also I think this NC State team is going to create turnovers against Clemson. That's going to be a really good game and one I'm looking forward to. Number 11. Oh, wait, there was a second point to this. Oregon State is legit and can win the Pac-12. This is completely biased. Go Beavers. That's all. 11. Purdue and Air Force are frauds and stay away from them. I am fans of both these teams and I can confidently tell you both these teams to an extent are complete frauds. Purdue's trying to sell you on their air raid style offense and how great it can be and how Aiden O'Connell can throw the ball 75 times a game and wins games if he wants to, but... They don't have the weapons they had last year, and Charlie Jones is not a replacement for Bell. And also, the other guy they lost, I forget his name, he's also, because he's not there, he was a massive talent at receiver. They just don't have the weapons for Aiden O'Connell's air raid to work entirely, and their defense is no good, so... That Sy Syracuse is... I think deceiving a lot of people right now and being seen as a great team. I don't think they are that great of a team. But I'm also going to, I guess, have to remain patient. Because who knows? Maybe Syracuse is just really good and Purdue runs the table, which I hope they do. Air Force looked like they were going to make a New York Six Bowl. Then they lose to Wyoming, who seems to always beat them. So whatever. Just tap out. of. I'm just tapped out of both these teams at the moment because they broke my heart especially Air Force that Friday night against Wyoming absolutely devastated my poor heart and I don't even want to think about it number 12 I'm convinced Kentucky sold its soul for success Kentucky just wins I never expect them to win a big game yet they always do it Kentucky could probably be facing a ranked App State right now, and my first instinct would be, oh, App State's going to win. Because I'm, for some reason, brainwashed that Kentucky just can't pass mediocrity, even though they won 10 games last year, and they've been really good the last 7-8 years. And I think that's on me. But, to give myself credit, I think Kentucky actually had to sell their souls, their boosters, to the devil or whatever, to get this success. Because none of it makes sense. They don't take any crazy risks. They don't play absurdly good defense. 
They don't produce mass amounts of NFL talent. They just win games. No matter what. They will just win a game. Against Florida, early the defense doesn't play incredible. The offense doesn't play incredible. Later in the game, they play pretty darn good. And they just win. They don't excel incredibly always at anything. Now, I know the thing is usually their defenses are a lot stronger, but I don't even think most of the time their defense is incredible. Like, when they beat South Carolina last year, I think South Carolina just was trash that day. And also, South Carolina had a quarterback who was a coach, so take with that what you will. Yeah, that's that's the last point. Kentucky sold its soul. Hope everyone's enjoying the college football season. Week three was actually a pretty devastating week for me from a gambling standpoint and also a watching standpoint. So I hope it gets a little better. Week one and two, though, were such blasts. And even week three had really good games. I'm just being salty. Because they... I mean, how much curb stomping can I take? My favorite team, Purdue, loses... Or, sorry, South Carolina... Why did I say Purdue? Oh, God. I'm so mixed up. My favorite team, South Carolina, loses. My second favorite team, Northern Illinois, loses. My favorite Mountain West team, Air Force, gets curb stomped by Wyoming late. And then can't get up. My uh, my favorite Big Ten team, Purdue, can't do anything. At least Coastal Carolina, my Sun Belt team, did good, I guess. And then let's even... My favorite team in the Big 12 is West Virginia. Oh, by the way, if I say I'm a fan of a team that's different than my favorite team. Because... Like, my heart and soul really only goes into South Carolina and to an extent Northern Illinois. And a tiny bit of my heart goes into Purdue. The rest of these teams I I love, but I wouldn't say I'm part of the fan base, if that makes sense. I just say I love this team, and I consider them one of my teams. But let's pretend Air Force goes 13-0 and wins a national championship. I wouldn't deserve credit as being a part of the crowd, if that makes sense. Air Force will never win a national championship again. Uh, what was the other team I liked that lost? I mean, heck, I even wanted App State to just crush this team so I could have, so Coastal could have a definitive kind of team to beat. But even now, or beat them, but now App State looks beatable, and maybe Coastal can win the whole conference now, which would be excellent. But also, you know, Wake Forest, if they beat Clemson this week. There's going to be a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in that Wake Forest program that's going to, you know, maybe they'll be able to push for a championship. That's the state of North Carolina. I mean, there's some solid teams in that state. Underrated football state. Then you look at the North Carolina mess. All right, everyone, thanks for listening, and uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode.